Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me on a Tuesday afternoon, a hectic Tuesday for me. I don't know what's going on over in Justin Hillbilly Boy land. What's up, man? Absolutely nothing. T- today I learned, speaking of Hillbilly land, <clears throat> that Arnold Schwarzenegger was not allowed to do the voiceover work for his part in the Terminator in the German iterations of it, because in Germany, his accent is considered to be very Southern and or very like redneck or, uh, or very like country rural. And they didn't think that it would sound right for a robot coming back from the future to sound like a hillbilly. So Arnold could not, Arnold could not do the voice work on his own character in German. That's a pretty good point. You never hear a Southern accent on any of these AI things either. Uh, it's never going to be like, hey, hey, hillbilly. That hit, me. that hit me hard. It was like, man, that means that I will never be able to voice a robot or probably even play a robot in anything in like in my future acting career. That's not going to ever materialize. Yeah. And you can't really be the voice of like authority on anything unless it's something related to guns. <laughs> Or then, you know, you always goats. You always have uh, in those shows. You always have like the that one like senator or congressman from Texas that has a really strong accent. Like I, I could be that. But. You could do that, yeah. But nobody is going to be like taking life advice from somebody with a really strong Southern accent, which is it's quite a bias, dude. I remember uh, what's his name, Travis somebody he's like a, a fucking literal rocket scientist like a, an actual genius that sends rockets up into space and travis Kel- no, travis kelsey is the football player <laughs> i don't think he's sending any rockets anywhere travis something or other and before i had ever seen him i heard i heard this guy talk and he has like the strongest southern drawl like you could imagine it sounds like he should be turning wrenches in alabama somewhere but he's he's turning wrenches on fucking rockets after he calculated how to send them up into fucking space and he's like he's written like 15 books or something i think he he did the uh, the science behind the secret i think it's called where he he proved allegedly i didn't read the book cuz i'm too stupid to understand it ironically uh where he proved that your brain functions as like a quantum computer or something. And he proved the science behind the secret. Um, but yeah, it's just the bias you have where you hear a Southern accent, you automatically think dumb hillbilly. And only in your case, is it actually true? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and say, so usually the, uh, the dumb hillbilly is the one that you should, should be taking life advice for, from. They can, they can tell you. They can tell you tricks on how to fix your car, how to cook meth, and also just, you know, what all's going on in the world. Yeah, well, they also usually sound older than they are. I remember the uh, the Richmond, north of Richmond, I, I thought he was like 50 or something. And he's he's like, I don't even know if he's 30 yet. Like, he's a, he's a much younger guy. And if you just listen to him talk, you'd think he was much older. Even maybe if you looked at him, too, he kind of looks older, I guess. But he's a lot younger than I thought. That's that's that good rural living. You get a, got enough drugs and uh, mosquitoes to keep you keep you going. Wears on yeah. you a little bit. It's definitely a reason why all these um, democratic elections that we hold in such high regard should be completely fucking um, 
like you shouldn't be able to see the person obviously you have to hear them but maybe you could use like a voice scrambler or something because people just have you have way too many biases uh, biases built in to make to make a um, a sophisticated vote if there's such a thing in this democratic process we like to hold ourselves in such high regards but people vote for the dumbest reasons and it's almost always emotional speaking of did you see that like 60 percent of zoomers said that they would give up the right to vote in order to keep tiktok so that's that's like the solution to fixing the world is we just need to threaten to take away tiktok unless they give up their right to vote and once all the zoomers have officially given up their right to to vote then we can move forward and, and get shit figured out. Wow, I did not see that. That that's interesting. That that's a really God, talk about being fucking addicted. I I mean, like, I don't hold my right to vote in very high regard either, but I'd want something a little more than fucking TikTok. Like a nice pizza would probably do it for me at this point. Like a fucking New York style or like New Haven style pizza that I haven't had in fucking years. If you put one of those in front of me and said I can never vote again, I would fucking crush that thing with pleasure. You need to put. <laughs> I also to put have, up I've a... also voluntarily given up my right to vote for the last like twenty one years. So you need to put up like a poll for the uh, for the episode. What what would you give up your right to vote for? Yeah. What would it take for you to give up your right to vote? <laughs> for me, a good pizza. <laughs> for these people, TikTok. Um. I wonder what a boomer would want. Boomers love to vote. Uh, yeah, they they think voting is like the end all be all of their existence. Then that would be tough to get them to give up to give up the right. Isn't it amazing how how much people care about voting when not only has voting brought us to this point where we're on the brink of just financial collapse, um, global collapse, like we the empire is crumbling in front of us but it's also just nothing you've ever voted for has come to fruition ever like they lie the entire everything they've said has been one giant fucking lie and even if you take the things that the third rails that you're not allowed to talk about because you'll lose voters like oh you can't touch their social security yeah you can you absolutely can Social Security started out where it was 1% from you and 1% from the employer. And self-employed people were exempt from it because they were sophisticated enough, uh, it was thought at the time, that you could prepare for your own retirement. And then it was 3%, and then it was 5%, and then it was 7.5%, and then the cost of living adjustment. <laughs> like, you know, they fucking changed the benefits all the time. They haven't completely done away with it yet but they can it just it just takes an act of congress like they just have to decide that they're going to do that um so yeah all this stuff is complete bullshit i don't understand why people hold it in such high regard when it gives you uh the nancy pelosi's the joe biden's the donald trump's like <laughs> mitch mcconnell's these, these people are fucking terrible and if you pay any attention to the, you know, the stock tracker stuff that we always bring up on, on Twitter, like they're just fucking fleecing you. They're fleecing you. They're making hundreds of millions of dollars. You're making dick and they're stealing half of whatever you made. To yeah. pretend that they care about you so that you keep voting for that. It's really fucking unbelievable the job that they've done convincing people that this democracy is is something that's worth saving and worth voting for. And oh God, your right to vote is such a sacred thing. It's like all that matters. And if you don't have that right to vote, man, you are not considered free. Nope, you're just a slave. And it's like, no, no, you're a fucking slave either way. Letting if voting changed, I forget who's who's credited with this quote, but if voting changed anything, they wouldn't let you do it. Damn who said right. that? I'd have to look it up. Yeah, that um yeah, it might be like a Lysander Spooner kind of thing. I don't know. It's Speaking of voting, though, and changing things, maybe, probably not. Uh, there are some governor elections that are taking place this year. Uh, the first one has already occurred in Louisiana, where the uh, the Democrat lost. There, there were two two Democrats. Louisiana does theirs stupid, but uh, two Democrats and a Republican, and the Republican won, uh, and he got over fifty percent of the vote, which 
keeps it from going to a runoff. So uh, Louisiana no longer has a Democrat governor. Uh, Kentucky is going to be going down here in about a month, and that's probably going to go the same way. Uh, Andy Bashir is about to get unseated. It looks like uh, a lot, a lot, some, uh, some. What are they? What do they call those bellwether? Uh, bellwether votes are st- like the things that are supposed to be telling going into the next the general election. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So they just they looked around at all of these uh, states that are run by these Democratic governors, and just yep, that's the direction we'd like to go. All right. See how that works out. Uh, it's working out great for Chicago. I know that. I get, I get daily updates on how wonderful things are going over in my my old stomping grounds. Speaking of, uh, yeah, that was your cue to pull that shit up. <laughs> well, I had to figure out. You sent so many links, and I got to figure out which one is the right. Oh, I did. Yeah, I, I bombarded him with stuff at like seven a.m. this morning. There you go. So. I, you know, I think I might have sent you another thing, uh, not related to Chicago, just a, related to uh, migrants in general. I don't know if you can find that. Like they're getting four thousand dollars or something per family. Did I send you that? I didn't send it this morning. It would have been like a day or two ago. Um, uh... Maybe sometime. Yeah. Uh, so Chicago is giving migrants nine thousand dollars in rental assistance. So this is. Um, you know, they didn't tell me this when I was paying $9,000 a year in property taxes to own an 1,132-square-foot condo. Um, that's what I was paying. By the time I left, it went up to $9,000 a year in property taxes. It started out around five-something when I first got in there. I think our property taxes for... This house and the land, the house across the street and the land, and then the other lot, the garage and everything for two acres and four buildings is uh, $800. You son of a bitch. The only way I can one-up you is to compare it to this condo that I'm in now in Mexico. It's a three-bedroom, three-bath. I don't know the square footage. Big. It's on the beach. Um, it would sell today for about a million dollars. That's the going rate now. That I mean, believe me, the PV real estate is fucking crazy these days. But yeah, it's it's about five hundred dollars a year for the taxes. And if you pay them, if you pay them uh, by you pay them in February, you get like a discount. So it might be like six hundred, but if you pay it in February, you only pay five hundred. What's the so, February? Why is that? I, I I think probably because the government needs the money like right away or something. They really need those fucking five hundred dollars, dude. Um, yeah. So apparently, uh, all these fucking lemmings that are still in Chicago. By the way, if you're in Chicago at this point, you're still there. I don't know. What to, I think you deserve the fate that you're gonna get. Uh, it, it has. It was time to abandon ship like two years ago. It was obvious. So you need to get the fuck out of there. I have very few friends that are still actually in the city limits of Chicago. But anyway, uh, $9,000 in rental assistance. Um, they have, <laughs> they're having trouble plugging their $538 million deficit projected for 2024. Half a billion just for 2024. Um, so over, yeah, if you just illegally come into the country... And they bus you to Chicago. They'll give you nine grand to find a uh, an apartment, and they'll also give you thing uh, a starter kit to furnish your new place. Isn't that nice of them? Isn't that nice of them? No wonder rents are going through the fucking roof. Have you got your Mexican citizenship yet? You might just uh, like forego your American citizenship altogether and and then just come back. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't yet. I haven't even haven't even gotten my residency yet because I couldn't. I'm such a fucking lazy guy. And I tried to I tried to sneak in through that covid loophole that they had going for a while. And I couldn't they wouldn't let me overstay my visa. They kept giving me the six months. And all I had to do was overstay it. And I just couldn't couldn't figure out how to do it in time to uh, 
to qualify. So now in order to do it, I'd actually have to probably go back to the U.S., like find it, do it somewhere in the like an embassy in the U.S. or whatever. And you have to put in all this paperwork and qualify, which would qualify like financially and everything like that. But it's just sounds like another fucking bureaucratic headache. I'm not sure I want to go through. But yeah, no, don't have that. But I would like to if it didn't cost me like twenty five hundred bucks minimum to just get the paperwork rolling to uh, get rid of my U.S. citizenship, it might be something I would consider. Yeah, this is this is fucking crazy. So uh, according to the report, the Chicago has allocated four million to assist migrants in obtaining temporary housing. The state of Illinois has contributed an additional thirty eight million. Uh, this week, 41 buses arrived in Chicago, bringing another 11,000 uh, migrants in. With There's already 4,000 or so sleeping in police stations. We've shown those videos over the last uh, couple episodes. And let's see, 30% of the migrants are children. So the other, the other article I saw, well, I don't know if it was an article or it might have just been something on Twitter. So take this with a grain of salt, but they're getting something like $4,400 per family. Just when you cross the border, it's just like, here you go. Here's a check. And so what, what they're doing is these families are splitting up into pair. Like the father will take the daughter and the mother will take the son and they'll come over separately. So they get, you know, eight grand there. And then you get to Chicago, you get another nine grand. Uh, that's not bad. That's not a bad little fucking reason. Plus all the other uh, fringe benefits you get, all the other programs that you qualify for. Joe Biden, I sent you something. Joe Biden's administration was telling banks to not refuse applications to illegal immigrants solely based on their immigration status, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. So they have all of these anti-money laundering, know your customer shit from the Patriot Act that these banks have to go through when they're vetting their customers to make sure you're not a terrorist and blah, 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 blah. Uh, now, if you're an illegal immigrant, you can still get a bank account because I'm sure the banks need the fucking money. So this is a way they can at least put that fucking 17 grand that they're putting in these immigrants' pockets into a bank because these banks are losing their fucking shirts. Uh, I, I saw, I don't think I sent you this, but as Bank of America or something, their their hold to maturity um debt is is just like fucking killing them. They're like 150 billion in the hole or something. Because yeah, all of these bonds are now fucking worthless because rates are going uh so much higher. But yeah, so the all of these agencies, the equal uh equal credit opportunity act and all this shit says you can't uh, judge people. You can't deny them a bank account based on race, religion, sexual orientation, or national origin. Now, they're not being denied bank accounts because of their national origin. They're being denied bank accounts because they're here illegally. <laughs> it's not because they're fucking Mexican or from Venezuela. It's because they didn't go through the proper channels to get here legally. Now, to me, that makes perfect sense that you wouldn't be able to get a bank account. Uh, I, I can't open up a, a fucking bank account here just because I'm fucking here. I'd have to go through the proper channels to get fucking residency or whatever, fill out the fucking paperwork to get a bank account because I'm not Mexican. And it's not because like, oh, you're an American. It's like, no, because you don't actually fucking really live here legally. Biden administration pulling out all this. They're rolling out the fucking red carpet. Is it any wonder that these people are flooding here? Do you have any idea what uh, $9,000 means to somebody from fucking Venezuela? Any idea what that, like, I don't even know what the average income is in Venezuela anymore. But I can tell you in parts of Mexico where they make, they'll work all day, they'll make 250 pesos. That's like 15, not even $15 these days. They're about $15 a day. So, uh, yeah, if you're offering fucking nine grand to find a, an apartment, you're giving them four, four grand or something just when they cross the border. No questions asked here. Here's your well. It's like a welcome basket gift, like your little tote bag. Here you go. Here's four grand. And if you head that way, they'll give you nine more and uh, set you up with a bank account and some some furniture for your new place. 
Of course they're going to come over. Well, speaking of like Venezuelan stuff and the 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 kind of money that they're getting coming here, you see where Argentina recently uh, released its new two thousand dollar bill, which is uh, worth roughly two dollars in American. I had not seen that, but I do. I've met quite a few people from Argentina over here. They're from Mexico to work because that's where the money is. <laughs> and when they went back to Argentina to like visit their family and shit, and they're like, dude, I'm living like a fucking king. And this is somebody that, you know, here they're working at like a, a gift shop kind of thing, like selling fucking cream to all like face cream to all these like fucking old bags that come here trying to recapture their youth. Like they make decent money or whatever, but it's not like you go to you go to Argentina and you're ordering the fucking, you know, the filet, bottles of wine, keep them coming. It's like every like a bottle of wine at a restaurant is like three dollars. Nice wine, like good Argentinian wine, three dollars a bottle. Yes, I'll take the fucking A5 Wagyu. Thank you very much. And another bottle for my friend. And it's like your, your entire dinner would be like $30. It's crazy. I'm thinking about going there for a vacation. <laughs> You've sold me already. Yeah. And then if you go like it, it's a the only problem is it's on the other side of the fucking world. So it's like their winter is our summer. I mean, that can work out in your favor for a vacation. But to live there might be kind of weird. But yeah, you go to the south, you got fucking glaciers and snowboarding and stuff if you want to break your neck. And then, uh, yeah, Buenos Aires could be cool. But yeah, tons of inflation over there. They have they elected that guy yet? What's his name? Uh, ah, shit. Malay. He's a fucking ANCAP. I yeah. keep forgetting his name. Ha Javier Malay, I believe it is. That sounds about right. Yeah. I, I don't think they've elected him yet, but he's... I know they had the... Yeah, they've had a couple rounds. Of, so they do their elections kind of funny. It's like knockout rounds, basically. And uh, he finished at the top of the the last knockout round, but I'm not sure when the next, like when the final election is. I think it comes up. I think it comes up in November, like similar timing as as ours. Yeah, that's how bad things have gotten in Argentina that they're considering voting for an ANCAP to fix things. Like they finally capitulated, to be like, all right, these crazy people who have never been taken seriously until shit hits the fan and everything that they've been talking about has come to fruition. Everything that they've been warning about for decades has happened. Uh, the country is in complete disarray. It's like, all right, fine. Fuck, you guys are right. This guy's making sense now. We'll vote for him. All it takes is complete collapse and hyperinflation. And then they'll start listening to the anarcho-capitalists. All right. Better late than never, I guess. Well, and like the crazy thing with this, the story about um, Biden telling the banks that they like can't deny credit lines to all of these illegal immigrants. Like <clears throat> one of the one of the big lines that was like from this article was was lenders should not deny people the opportunity to take out a loan to buy a home, build their business, or otherwise pursue their financial goals because of unlawful bias. And without regard for their actual ability to repay, what what ability do they have to repay? Number one, and I mean, isn't isn't just like giving literally anyone and everyone a home loan kind of what created the two thousand eight situation? Yes. That <laughs> is just, essentially <laughs> what it, it was like the first domino to fall in a string of really bad decisions that let ultimately led to the 2008 financial collapse. Yes. Um, relaxing lending standards, putting people in houses they don't belong. I just saw, I, I think I sent you this, it was like a meme or something that um, homeowner uh, bankruptcies or defaults, I think. Mortgage yeah, defaults were up 34% from last yeah. year. And yeah. Yeah, uh, the people, number of homeowners I, I, hit with foreclosure notices in the third quarter of the year jumped 34% from a year ago to nearly 125,000. Yeah, Bidenomics, ladies and gentlemen. It's working. It's really working. Just keep, keep coming out with those stupid-ass fucking tweets about how you capped uh, the price of insulin or something. That's really going to save us. So, yeah, how are they vetting these, these customers? Like, first of all, the idea that the government has any control over what a bank can choose to do with their money is pretty crazy. I mean, obviously these banks are, uh, they work, you know, 
hand in hand with the government. They are the government essentially at this point. So in that sense, it makes perfect sense that the government would have a say in things. But in a free market type uh, society, which we don't have, they, they like to blame the free market for all this crazy shit that goes on. Uh, you wouldn't think that, you know, Joe Biden get, gets to dictate who gets bank accounts and who doesn't and who has access to credit. It's not like they have any idea who these people are. It's coming over. I was like, yeah, well, they're an illegal. You can't just deny them because of their <laughs> their legal status. It's like, dude, they're illegal. They're here illegal. They're breaking the law. It would be now, like Johnny. No human being is illegal. That's right. That's right. But it would be it's the equivalent of me being like on the run from the government like there's a fucking warrant out for my arrest and i go into a bank and they like have my picture on the wall and joe biden's like oh you gotta give him you gotta give him that loan because you can't just deny him based on his legal status <laughs> what what fucking crazy world are we living in unbelievable they're debanking actual americans because they don't like what they're saying on twitter and or podcasts and things like that probably only a matter of time before i get debanked but and then they're giving bank accounts to people that just come over who could be who knows you know there's a lot of talk about these being like sleeper cells coming over from palestine or whatever i don't know but could be debanking huh? jokes on you i don't have any money anyway <laughs> yeah pretty soon any money that you do have is not going to be worth uh worth much you know one thing we forgot to get to on friday's episode was the i sent you that burrito the chipotle thing what? i meant to segue into that yeah because we were talking about inflation um joe biden or krugman said that the the fight we fought inflation and we won or whatever it's over oh, with yeah, very yeah. little cost and like the same day chipotle is coming out like yeah we're raising our prices for the fourth time in two years or something like that and then there's this thing called the burrito index that they use to sort of measure inflation for the common man. I don't know where the burrito index is these days, but a burrito at Chipotle is now like $11 or something without any of the fixings. Yeah. And you can pay in. <laughs> yeah, you can. You don't even have to put it on layaway. You just make payments over time. So you can do it in four payments. If you don't have the $12 for your burrito you can make four payments of $2.88 until it's paid off. This is what this is where we are now in America where people are are going to Chipotle and they're paying for their lunch in installments. Bidenomics, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, it's working. It's working. You can now they've made it more affordable for you to go to Chipotle. Because you can just go into debt. <laughs> like, did you ever think you'd see the day where somebody couldn't afford a burrito, where they I'm had not. to they had to put it on the credit card and make four payments over time? I am dumbfounded. I I remember the I remember when my brother and I would pull into the gas station and like dig through the seats in the truck and pull out change and go put gas in our truck and then drive around for the rest of the day. And now we got people financing a fucking $12 burrito. Hell. Yeah. I mean, that is a very expensive burrito in their defense. But Jesus, I mean, like back in my day, you had to put it on layaway. Like they'd hold the burrito for you and you'd go in there and you'd make the payments. And on the fourth payment, you could get the burrito in theory. I mean, I guess it's not a terrible deal. They're not charging you any interest. Right. But, yeah. Why? I would, I would take it, I guess. Yeah. There's no... If there's no interest, they're just going to give you a free loan. Take, yeah, take it. But Jesus Christ, man. I, I I do see these things. They pop up in, in some of my bank accounts where like, hey, would you like to pay this one over time? You want to pay this over time? If you make a purchase over like $100 or something, they'll ask if you want to pay it over time. And I haven't had time to really look at the fine print. There's got to be some sort of fucking catch there. They're not just offering me a fucking interest-free loan so i'm sure there's some for fucking scam going on yeah I bought, maybe I bought some i bought some stuff for uh for my uh sister-in-laws uh, for their birthday and it was like 500 bucks for everything and it, it was like do you want to finance this out over the next two years i'm like 
It's 500 fucking bucks. No, I just want to pay for it. Like, why is this even an option? If if you have to finance $500 out over the next two years, just like hit cancel, delete. You should delete not be buying out. it. Yeah. You should not be buying that thing. Um, unless it's like a fucking emergency and you really, 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 really need it. But uh, yeah, these things that we're financing now, it's it's absolutely insane. Americans have very little understanding of how to accumulate wealth you know they're living paycheck to paycheck but no matter how big the paycheck gets they still just live paycheck to paycheck it's like yeah they have this attitude and it's similar to the attitude that joe biden has in that um 60 minute interview that we'll get into in a second but it's just like oh nothing's ever going to go wrong with america like everything's fine everything's going to be fine so yeah i don't need to have savings but i'll, have I'll you just seen have you seen the numbers of like the 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 percent like the ridiculous percentage of people who are making good six-figure salaries that are that live paycheck to paycheck and are uh, like effectively broke like they're they are working they're working they're the working poor and they're making like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year plus Mm -hmm. yeah that's ridiculous i i don't care what i don't even care what city you're in you're you've adjusted your lifestyle to whatever the paycheck is and that's why you're living paycheck to paycheck. If you like you didn't start out making 150 a year, you probably start out making 50 a year when you were paycheck to paycheck in that exact same city, maybe even for that exact same company. So you've changed your lifestyle and you've refused to save anything, invest anything. You don't understand how to accumulate. You think the way to get rich is to just keep getting raises at a company or changing jobs and getting like a 4% raise or something. That's not how anybody ever gets fucking rich. All right. You have to use the money that you have to make more money. You have to send it out into the world, enslave your wealth, not yourself, and hope that it comes back with a lot of friends. That's the only way you're ever going to fucking make more money, um, actually become wealthy. You're, you're not going to like this paycheck to paycheck thing is ridiculous. And it, it's, dude, it's encouraged from, in every facet of American society, you remember when George Bush told us to go out and spend <laughs> after 9-11? It's like, go out and spend. Because that's the way we measure fucking economic growth. Well, like, they want you, I not, mean, the government wants you dependent. They don't want you to have savings. That's why they take everything from you. Even if you're not like, you. putting stuff in investments and, and stuff like that, at least like save, buy like things that you can actually use, things that are going to generate uh something positive like not you know yeah do things that that actually that actually build your uh you know build your empire so to speak like create your own uh autonomy and get uh get less reliant on the system like instead of being in a position where you're having to constantly dump paycheck after paycheck into all of this stuff upgrade upgrade what you've got and make it where you're sustainable get get out of that constant like having to pour money into it yeah yeah well and part of the problem is that you can't really it's hard to just save money now because it just gets hammered to inflation like there's you if you if you have a savings account like you're losing at a minimum like three they'll admit to three percent a year now, I think it's probably three times that. So it's like you're losing 10% of your fucking purchasing power every year just by leaving that money in cash. So it's it you're encouraged to spend through our monetary policy. You're encouraged to spend through uh, you know, politicians. They want they don't want you to have savings. They don't want you to have your own independence. Uh, like the only way you can really have freedom is if you have money to to do whatever you want when you whenever you want to do it and they don't want that they want they want you coming to them hat in hand that's why they one of the reasons why they love these yeah come over here we'll give you nine grand stay here and we'll just keep giving you things and you just keep voting for us and we'll keep coming up with these programs that you know if you just stay here and you keep voting we'll give you some more money and you have to keep going back to them they're like they're fucking pimps dude they give you just pimps and hoes you're the hoe they're the pimps they give you just enough to make it through the month, but you have to keep coming back to them. They're not going to give it to you all at once. That's why every fucking social security, you don't get all your social security money at 65. They just give you a couple grand to get you through the month. 
And then you keep voting for them month after month, year after year. And they just keep giving you a little bit, just enough to get by so that you still need them. Great system, they want, they want us to run our finances the way they run their finances. Where, you know, we <laughs> yeah, can, month to month. <laughs> and we can fund two wars at the same time. Yes. Janet Yellen, who also said there will never be a, a financial crisis again in her lifetime. So I don't know if she's planning on kicking the bucket anytime soon, but there's a lot of indications that Q1 next year, we're going to be in a recession. Um, not worried about it. it, says we can afford two wars. Uh, I don't I don't know what balance sheet she's looking at. She is now the secretary of the Treasury, which um, I don't even know why we have this position anymore, because the Treasury has no treasure in it. There's nothing there. It's full of IOUs, 30 fucking three trillion of them. They don't have any goddamn money. What does she do all day? She's the former head of the Federal Reserve. So she just same job, different title. (laughs) Right. Which is absolutely, again, ridiculous. The independent Federal Reserve just goes from the fucking chairman of the Federal Reserve to the fucking secretary of treasury. How is that fucking possible? But I don't even know why we need a secretary of the treasury. There is no treasury. There, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's $33,562,000,000,000 worth of IOUs. Last time I checked right before the show. What is she doing all day? Besides bullshitting about how we can afford two more wars. She said that our economy is strong. We have good growth. We've gotten inflation under control, so we can easily afford two wars. Yes. Yeah. The fact that they afford- don't even try to hide it, like, yes, we can afford two wars. That's what we're that's what we're going for. We are trying to fund two wars. Yeah. It, it's it, it's just so ridiculous. Like, we can't afford a burrito, but we can afford two wars. It's just like, wait a minute. What but the fuck are you talking? And gonna, it's not like we're China just gonna pay for it know. over the next two, or we're just gonna pay for it over the next 20 years. So it'll be fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, we need to like uh you know put up this big front, like we can afford like China can see the same numbers that I can see. It's not like they're being and Chinese like think they can do math too. Last time I checked, the Chinese are pretty good at fucking math. And they know how much debt that they're holding, and they know how much debt the US is issuing. They know we can't afford this shit. We can't. We're hemorrhaging fucking money. I've never seen the national debt go up as fast as it's going up right now. It's crazy. Uh, we're going to have a, a trillion and a half de- uh, deficit this year. <laughs> like, we can afford it. We can just afford it. All we got to do is just keep raising the debt ceiling. That's the problem is the ceiling. What's the 30-year financing look like on $40 billion? Well, the I I think I saw it went over 4.8% or something. I don't know who the fuck would loan money to the government at under 5% for 30 years. That's an amazing amount of risk to be taking on. Did you see the thing where, so the U S government got downgraded from triple a credit to like double a plus or whatever. And immediately that caused the outstanding debt of the like triple a to drop by God. I can't remember. It was some un ungodly number. It was. A, uh, yeah. And if you, if you just, like, again, if you just strip the, the federal government aspect from it and you just show the balance sheet of the United States to a creditor, one of these credit rating agencies, if you think it would be anywhere in the realm of something, no, it's junk. It's all fucking junk. And it should be rated as junk. <laughs> yeah, AAA. Well, they can just print the money. It's like, yeah, of course. But that makes it worthless. If if they can destroy the value of the purchasing power by printing the fucking difference, what is your bond actually worth? It's worth nothing. Two thousand yeah, dollars. dollars. Yeah, you, you'll get all the dollars that you're promised, but you can't buy anything with them. It's still AAA rated. Yeah, these are the rating agencies that were rating all those fucking subprime mortgages AAA too. Uh, Joe Biden was was on sixty Minutes assuring us that. It's such a great line. Like, you don't have to justify it at all. And I think this is probably the same thing Janet Yellen says. Like, come on, this is America. We can afford two wars. This is America. You, know, you just say this is America and some that's supposed to mean something. <laughs> We're invincible. This is America. We can afford two wars. 
Yeah, I don't really think it works that way. But I mean, this see, this is the kind of stuff that if Trump said this stuff, they'd be like, oh my gosh, he's unhinged. Look at this. Listen to this dumb stuff. This isn't actually the way it works. But if Joe Biden says it, then it's everything's good. Not only is it good, did you, I sent you that one guy's reaction to this. It was on Twitter. It was like he watched apparently the whole 60 minute interview, allegedly. I don't understand how you could watch Joe Biden talk for more than a minute and come away with this impression. But this is the the level of, um, I don't even know, propaganda, if you call it that, or this is how far they're willing to prop up Joe Biden is with is with this reaction to his 60 minute interview. Now, you tell me just if you read, do you have the tweet? Uh, the, the one where it's uh, like the the intro where they talk about how tired he is. No, no, it's it's some some random uh, media person on Twitter is just saying how great the interview was to listen to. I don't think you sent me that one. Really? Yeah, you got well. You pull, up, me the one. Yeah, pull up some of the the clips from the interview because I sent you some of that. We can just listen to Joe Biden while I find the uh, find the reaction that I'm looking well, for. The, the intro, the intro for this was yeah. Do that first. This am, is how amazing. They, yeah. Like this is how they introduce the interview, just so you know what's going on. So you so you don't start thinking like this dude is just completely off his rocker and lost his shit. There's a reason that he yeah, sounds yeah. the way he sounds. You gotta set the stage. Yeah. Early does a president confront so much peril, the catastrophe in Israel, the war in Ukraine, and no help from a paralyzed Congress. Late Thursday we met President Biden at the White House. It had been a rough week and we could see it on him. Mr. Biden will be 81 next month, and he has said that when he's tired, his lifelong stutter can creep back in. But he wedged us into his schedule to express his commitment to Israel after the massacre of more than a thousand civilians eight days ago. Early does a president confront so much. Like, what's crazy about this is. This that he was able caught. he was able to get all that out with Joe Biden's cock in his mouth. That's what I find amazing. But go ahead. I, Biden's been in office for 40 plus years. All of a sudden, he has had a lifelong stutter that started around 2020. Like he didn't. I don't recall him having a stutter problem whenever he was doing vice presidential debates with with uh obama like what no he seemed to be okay yeah it, did yeah, they, i wonder if that's actually true like if it was just one of the joe biden one, lies <laughs> like, did they fuck up one of the clones and give him a stutter and now this is just like the explanation for it yeah yeah it's like a glitch in the matrix a glitch <laughs> in the code uh <laughs> but we got everything else right the clone is perfect but it's got a stutter Fuck it, we'll come up with something that he had a childhood problem and run with it. Yeah, it makes him a sympathetic character in the eyes of American people. He had to overcome a stutter. Poor Joe Biden. Just one one of the one of the hardworking folk of America. I did send you that thing. It's from Victor Xi. I forget who this guy is. Some shill for the Democratic Party. Uh youngest Biden delegate. Uh now host on the move. Blah 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 blah. Okay. So his reaction to this interview. You tell me if this sounds like he listened to Joe Biden talk. Wow. President Biden's interview on 60 Minutes just now is another reminder of why there's no one better for the job than Joe Biden. His empathy, compassion, and deep grasp of complex foreign policy issues is incredible and only come with age and experience. We need Joe Biden. What's even more impressive President Biden is answering every question with such purpose and intention. He's strong. He's showing that there are no signs of his age slowing him down or affecting his judgment. We should be grateful Joe Biden is our president. Clips below. And I'm I'm oh. wondering if this is a fucking troll. I've, I found it. Uh, or I found where you sent the link. Uh, no wonder I didn't see it. Uh, this guy has me blocked. Ah, okay. Yeah, you you would think that he's trolling, but so you can't play that, or do you want me to? I can't get I can't get it unblocked. Oh, that's fucking hilarious! 
I knew I fucking said it to you. Uh, let me see if I, I can do make it a point to try to piss people off from time to time, and every once in a while, I I get I manage to get a get a block thrown my way. Yeah, he's got a bunch of clips here. I don't even know if it's worth. I mean, it's Joe Biden. We know exactly, and I feel like they all the questions they were asking him were fucking softballs, and like they kind of gave him the answer in the question, and so he just had like these canned responses that he can he can get out. Man, just well, such purpose like... and intention. Here we go. I got I got one pulled up. I uh, have Bidenism. And I wonder, Mr. President, what you would say to him if he is considering using chemical or tactical nuclear weapons. Don't. 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 And I wonder what is your message? Don't. 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 What is your message? It's on the card here that we gave you right before the interview. Just read it. <laughs> it really, yeah. Oh man, such purpose and intention. He is the man that we need for this show. Just like, dude, there's just no possible way anybody actually believes that. Victor She. What uh I think the she is just short for shill. <laughs> I think it, yes. it'd be a big mistake. Look, what happened in Gaza, in my view is Hamas and the extreme elements of Hamas don't represent all the Palestinian people. And I think that, dot, 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 it would be a mistake to, dot, 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 for Israel to occupy Gaza again. <laughs> there, There's your answer from Joe Biden. Like, that's just a quote. I was doing my best uh, to read it with his cadence. But, yeah, he's the man that we need for the job. It, dude, the, could you imagine... I mean, it, even just like you said, the setup to the interview it's like, hey, like this is this this guy is going to sound like he's got dementia. But don't worry. Don't worry. It's all under control. This is really what's going on. And he's got like a, it's not really his fault. It's like this do nothing Congress that's in disarray. And he's just doing the best that he can with the cards that he was dealt. I mean, pushing for pushing a little bit of warmongering is is always a, a good thing to do whenever you're just dealing with the cards you're dealt. But to going in and taking out the the extremists, the uh, Hezbollah is up north, but Hamas down south is a necessary requirement. Do you believe that Hamas must be eliminated entirely? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes or no question. Yeah. This is and look, dude, look at his face. He can't like open his eyes for some reason. I don't know if it's because he's tired or it's because he's had too many facelifts. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this guy. But that right there, that's the face of the guy that you need for this job. Answering with, with such purpose and intention. Wow, what a fucking low bar. What a low bar they have for this guy. It really is unbelievable. And we knew this going into this presidency that they were going to have to prop him up. It's just amazing to watch them try to do it and with a straight face. That's the this guy watched Joe Biden give a somewhat long, uh, long form for Joe Biden interview and just came away with glowing review. Nobody has ever done better on 60 minutes than than Joe Biden. So I got the clip of, of Biden saying that uh, saying that we can we can handle two wars at once, oh, yeah. too. Yeah, this is great. Are the wars in Israel and Ukraine more than the United States can take on at the same time? We're the United States of America, for God's sake. The most powerful nation in the history, not in the world, in the history of the world. The history of the world. We can take care of both of these and still maintain our overall international defense. We have the capacity to do this. We have an obligation to. We are the essential nation, as to, to, to paraphrase the former Secretary of State. And if, if we don't, who does? They've got him doing the Bob Dole thing. They they gave him a. You see, he's got the ink pen in his hand. Yeah, it's like oh, we're America for Christ's sake. Come on, come on, man, come on. Give me that malarkey. We can do it. How? About a follow-up question. How can we afford this? You added $275 billion to the national debt the other day. 
How can we afford this? You had $33.5 trillion in debt. You're uh, $1.5 trillion deficit this year. How are you going to afford that? How can we possibly afford this? Walk me through it, Mr. Biden. How's this going to work? How can we afford this? We can't afford anything. Yeah, we're bumping up against the debt ceiling every year that we have it. So you've had to suspend it for like a year and a half because we can't afford any of this stuff. Just one simple question. How? How can we possibly afford a two front war with the other fucking proxy wars that we're fighting? It really is un unfucking believable, man. No follow up. Nothing. It's just it's America. That's how we just say America and everything works out. All right. For Christ's sake, America. Jesus. Did you not oh, know that this is the United States? We're the most powerful. We just keep saying that over and over and over again, and it just makes it true. And what's this? Aren't, aren't they discussing um, or floating? I don't know. I've heard rumors of a draft, a potential draft. Uh, the draft thing gets kicked around regularly. I don't think there's any credence to it, but they are. Uh, so you've got this story. The U.S. taps 2,000 troops for potential deployment to support Israel. They say that they're not going to be serving in combat roles. They're just there for support and training and blah, 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 other uh, med medical roles, stuff like that. They're not actually going to be they're not actually sending them in to fight. But at the same time, you also have um, there were several different reports coming out of the military of troops effectively. I, what was it? Um, Troops effectively saying, like, hell no, we won't go. Like, we're we are not going to Israel to die for them. Like, this is this is not our war and we're not fucking with it. That's interesting. Well, I saw that the um there are reports that Hamas have been firing on some of our um, ships that we moved in into the region. So it's it's like this. Yeah, we'll put the troops there. They're not there to fight, but if any of them die, well, now we have a fucking now they attacked America. Now they got some of us and we get to go in that we have justification now to really put boots on the ground. It's like, yeah, we're going to put our put some people in harm's way. And if something happens to them, now we're going to fight. Does anybody think they're actually firing on U.S. ships? Who the fuck really knows what's going on? But it's Joe like, Biden's oh, look, that thing's there. sitting out there in the that thing yeah. sitting out there in the sea has enough firepower to level us seven times over let's shoot a couple rockets at it just fuck with right. them see see how yeah. see how frisky they're feeling today yeah no. well i'm sure we'll get a full report on what's going on after joe biden returns from his trip to israel can he yeah. leave chuck schumer behind <laughs> yeah. so chuck schumer thank god he survived that fucking bombing i mean he's right in the thick of it did you yeah i sent you that right or he took like a fucking selfie in bomb shelter they had to seek cover because there were rockets flying overhead when he was in Tel Aviv. Well, in Tel Aviv today, our delegation was rushed to a shelter to wait out rockets sent by Hamas. It shows you what Israelis have to go through. We must provide Israel with the support required to defend itself. Like Mitt Romney standing in the background, just yeah, looking with like a, a shit eating grin on his face. Like this is this is the dumbest staged photo ever. Like, is anybody really going to believe this shit? Did you see the the CNN thing where it's like some CNN reporters that are in an active war zone in Israel and they like all run and and dive next to the road or like dive down in a ditch next to the road and they're taking shelter and everything. Number one, none of them are wearing any like gear. None of them have helmets or anything. And then as they're laying in the road, like you see people just like walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't see that one, but I'm old enough to remember when they used footage from like a, a military exercise to to, um, to pass off as some attack. I forget which one that oh, was. Yeah. Oh, it was the uh, it was the gun range in Kentucky setting off uh, doing like an annual show that they do. And then they said that it was uh, what was it? it was in Afghanistan. It was. Uh, the Taliban in Afghanistan, whenever the U.S. was like getting ready to leave or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, they're so fucking despicable. But yeah, Ed Chuck Schumer just happened to um, have to seek shelter while he was there on the trip. Unbelievable! Like that. If you fucking believe that that actually happened and that that wasn't staged, you're you're just you're a lost soul. It's, I don't know what to do with you. It's 
it's along the same lines as all of these celebrities and politicians that were going to Kiev and like walking down the street and shaking hands and meeting out on the steps and doing all these big photo ops and stuff. It's like, um, no, if it's an active war zone like that, you're not flying in. You're not just like showing up. Uh, although, who knows? Maybe it is. They did. Uh, they did deny Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, God, that was so request great. to, <laughs> to so come visit. Is funny, you? man. Yeah, it's like no, dude. You guys are competing now. You guys, you're competing with Israel for American money. We're not just going to invite you over here and give you a fucking microphone and a free stage. To make your fucking case. You're last week's news, bro. Get the fuck out of here. He's like, oh, I know you got all these defense contractors and U.S. politicians coming to town. Can I come too? I just want to make sure that they know, you know, I'm still here. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. He's got he's got to feel so left out now. Just the old the old fucking the old girlfriend being kicked to the fucking curb and trying to stay relevant. Oh, God, he's I mean, so fucking pathetic, man. It's so goddamn pathetic and obvious what these people are doing. How can you not see it by now? He's to begging. Be fair, to ahead. be fair, Zelensky and, and Ukraine are the new girlfriend getting kicked to the curb for the old, for the old girlfriend. We're taking her back. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> old girlfriend got some new equipment. That's and, it. That's uh, it. Yeah. Looking pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> A little great. It really is just fucking unbelievable, man. Uh, people can't see through this. Putting their fucking flags up in their profile. We stand with Ukraine. We stand with Israel. This is a fucking money pump. Always has been. Like that fucking meme. Oh, somebody should make that. But, God, yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And Joe Biden's going to go over there. Some might say just to get assassinated, like this is how they're going to get rid of Joe Biden is he's going to go over to Israel and one of those rockets is going to just it's going to get him. He does this impressive uh, 60 minutes interview and he can and then he goes over there. He can go out like a hero. That would be perfect. Like I don't know. That, I don't know any other way other than just waiting out old uh, father time to get rid of him. And then they can run Gavin like they wanted to. Or, yeah. I, I don't know if I don't know if they want to, but Gavin Gavin Newsom seems to be the uh, the one being primed for yeah. whenever is Biden Kamala Harris. Yeah, is Kamala Harris going with him over there? You get two birds with one stone. Oh, then they can put Hillary in charge. <laughs> uh, there's no Speaker of the House. Oh fuck, because Speaker of the House would be the next in line, but there's no <laughs> yeah. Speaker of the House. Right? Yeah, so they just you, had a vote that failed. Jim Jordan. Uh, take, lost 20 so, Republicans or something. Take Biden and Hill or Biden and Kamala both at the same time, fly them over there, remove them both from the equation. No secretary or no uh, speaker of the house to take their place. Then we get what? What's the next line of succession? Like we we just get to make it up as we go at this point. Hillary can be president for finally. I've yeah. been saying that they were going to try to find a way to replace Joe Biden with Hillary Clinton at some point before the end of his of his first term. I think this is it. This is. It'd be win-win. I mean, you get not only do you get rid of Joe Biden, uh, but you also have World War Three officially underway. If that happens, that would be fucking crazy. I mean, that that would be on the level of Epstein, you know, where it's just like everyone's kind of expecting this. Like, all right, this guy's going to fucking kill himself and uh, with air quotes. And then we're just kind of waiting for it. And like, oh, shit, they actually did it. They actually killed him off. Even though everybody was expecting it, that would be what on the level of what would happen if, uh, to Joe Biden if he goes over to Israel and gets bombed by Hamas. But chances are there'll just be some staged thing where he has to go into that same room that Chuck Schumer uh, sought shelter in, and he'll take hell of time. You know, you can tell it's a big deal when he's taking a, a picture and posting about it on Twitter. Yeah, I had time to take a picture. It was fine. I mean, it's. That's how our, you know it's really our, serious. Yeah, our lives were under under attack, but almost died. But you know, we we thought very necessary to take this photo. Okay, all right. But yeah, Joe Biden's gonna go over there. He's gonna get an assessment. I don't understand like what he could possibly do in person that he can't do over the phone or something. Right. It's, like, it's not like it's not like Joe Biden is leading a charge anywhere except like just, I mean, yeah. 
They just want him to get lost on a couple more stages. <laughs> Fall down the stairs a few more times. Yeah, that's going to be great. That's going to be fucking great. But he is the man that we need at this at this hour, at this crucial hour, uh, both abroad and domestically. Nobody better for the job. Did we cover everything? Is that it? We got some other stuff, but I think the uh, I think the other stuff is good Friday, Friday stuff. We yeah, got, I sent uh, you a lot of Trump gag order. We got some New York uh, COVID mandates. Uh, I think I think those are I think those would make for good some good Friday. Uh, yeah, only two percent of Americans have gotten their most recent vaccination. So we'll tease that for Friday. And then there were some reports that came out too favorable for the vaccine. If you can imagine that. Um, you don't say. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm shocked. Uh, I'm shocked that they still have a platform to release these reports. And that only I, I don't know what happened to all these um, pro pro vaxxers. Ninety eight percent of Americans are anti-vax now. So, yeah, we can we can get to that on Friday. We got some some. Humorous material lined up as well. I'm sure there'll be more over the coming days because we live in a fucking clown world. And Joe Biden will, uh, I think he arrives tomorrow in Israel. So we look forward to some more, some really solid fucking speaking out of him. I'm sure he's going to give a great speech. He won't be falling asleep sitting next to Netanyahu. I do like how Netanyahu usually looks looks at him like, I can't believe they're letting this senile old fucker talk. Like, it is usually fun, when yeah. the two of usually when the two of them are together, you like Netanyahu is always giving him these like sideways looks. Like, what's he gonna fuck up next? Yeah, dude, he's so fucking old, man. It's crazy. He's just so goddamn old. It, it's like I don't even care what the age is. It's like you know, you have an age and like a car. Like you could have a car from uh, two thousand one. But you only took it to church on Sundays. It's only got like 12,000 miles on it, even though it's 22 years old. Or you could have a car from 2001 with 350,000 miles on it because you drove it everywhere. Same age, different mileage. And Joe Biden's age and his mileage are two very different. Like he's got a lot of miles on him. He's a really old 80-year-old or whatever. That's like my grandmother. My grandmother is 92 and she's sharp as a tack. She can sit there and go through the whole history of like our entire county and everybody, like all the families. And she knows what's going on in the news and talks to me about stuff. Like, I don't think Joe Biden could hold a 30, 45 minute conversation with somebody just shooting the shit without it devolving into like all kinds of you Imagine just getting to watch like behind the scenes of a Joe Biden 60 minute interview to just watch how much goes into making him not look like a dementia patient. Well, I mean, remember the last interview he did a month or so ago, he gets to the end of the interview and the reporter asks him like an off the cuff question that wasn't part of the like prepared questions. And, and you can hear you like, you can hear the people in the background, like, all right, all right, that's it. This is done. We're done. <laughs> that's We're done. Like trying, they're trying to scramble to stop it. And he's like, no, no, I got, I got this. I can, I can do this. And then he just like completely fucks it up. It's like, oh my gosh. And they didn't cut this. <laughs> yeah. There's something about really stupid people that gives them this false sense of security that they've really got everything under control. And they're a lot better at things than they actually are. It's called the Dunning Kruger effect. And you see it in AOC a lot. You see it in Joe Biden, Maxine Water, like all of these really, really dim bulbs have never been more confident and self-assured that they're that they know what they're talking about and that they can handle it. Uh, yeah, Joe Biden has always been a fucking idiot, and now he's like an old dimension idiot. Uh, your grandma was probably uh, pretty sharp even in her younger days so it helps if you start if you start off smart it's much easier to maintain or like to not be a a complete idiot when you're in your 80s or 90s yeah i worry about what my uh mental faculties will be like if i make it that far anyway i think i think that'll do it for today we'll do a live show friday in our usual time cool and yeah i apologize for anybody that made it into the the happy hour last friday where that was trying to internet just cut out i mean we had some major storms here so it was i guess it was only a matter of time it was weird that it like 
two days after the big storm that my internet cut out all weekend. But yeah, didn't get it back till about Saturday at 1130 or something that night. So yeah, it was rough weekend for me here and a lot of flooding and stuff. But yeah, looks like the weather is taking a turn for the better here. It's starting to cool down a little bit. And I think in a, about another week or two, we should be all good for the next uh, six months or so. So I do apologize for that little hiccup, but you know, some things are out of my control, but we'll, uh, we'll get it going again Friday. And you have anything going on? You need to plug? Nothing solid yet. Working. On, I'm working on some stuff. Okay, cool. Well, we'll link to everything in the description and uh, follow us on Twitter and all that good stuff. You guys know the drill. Until next time, just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.